Thank you for tuning in to the Voice of Encouragement with Pastor Jamie Lingerfeld and myself, his co-host, Angela Lingerfeld. Good Sunday morning and welcome to the Voice of Encouragement radio show. I'm Jamie Lingerfeld. With me today, helping me co-host, is my beautiful wife, Angela. Good morning, baby. Good morning, everyone. Well, we have a surprise back with us the second week in a row is our dear brother in Christ, Rick, the missionary who just returned from five and a half months in Africa and has been here for, I guess, back a few months, Rick? Yes. Well, good morning, Rick, since I'm already talking to you. Good morning, Pastor Jamie. So glad to have Rick on the show with us again today. And we just want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, Thank you for being a part of what the Lord is doing and allowing uh, us part of your day. I do understand what it means to be busy because being in ministry, I'm just as busy, I guess, as everybody else and get don't get paid anything if nothing at all. <laughs> so I just want to thank, and that's okay. I don't mind that. I get paid. I get paid when I get to heaven and I'm, I'm kind of in for the retirement part of it. But, um, we just want you to know, we love you and, uh, once you know, there's always hope and also to encourage you that God's on your side, even when bad choices kind of have free reign in our life, God's still for you. If you just give him a chance to turn things around, uh, brother Rick, what's been on your heart in scripture? Hey, Pastor James, I was thinking this morning, and I was, I've been meditating on Luke 9, uh, I think it's 23, talks about whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. So God's just still teaching me what it means to deny myself, mm. to die to myself. Why am I living? What am I living for? Mm-hmm. And he's showing me that I need to, I guess, separate myself from the world and things of this world because it has such a tight hold on me and I understand that. But when I do that, there's freedom in Christ. So I have to ask myself, I think Psalm 139 says, Search me, O God, mm. and know my heart. Test me, test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Mm. Boy, I tell you, though, if you start asking, you're about to find out. Yeah. <laughs> it's sometimes scary when I pray that prayer in Psalms about search my heart. But if God, you know the grace of God, it's not as bad. No. no. He, and he will show you what's in your heart. Boy, I tell you, God does that with me. Like you were saying, Rick, uh, insincere motives, especially when, you know, at, at our house. Now, listen to me. God doesn't do what he does for me because I fast. But I'm just giving you an example. This is my testimony. God corrects me oftentimes in a very loving way and makes it abundantly clear to me uh, maybe some things that you probably would consider to be sin, but just insincere motives or wrong uh, wrong motivation for doing things for others or whatever, expectations on others that are unreal and unfair. But when I fast, that's when God speaks those things, shows me those things. And I tell you the truth, I really believe that uh you know, the correction of God is an invitation for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. If you, It says in Proverbs, if you turn at my reproof, I will pour my spirit on you, make my words known to you. So sometimes, you know, hearing what God is saying, and it may just be something little like Rick was talking about. You know, it could be very minute amount of things or just something I said I shouldn't have or whatever. But, you know, fasting helps me to, to see things in my own life. Yeah, well, and... God always, me, I I feel like he always, when he corrects me or shows me those things, it's always in such a 
beautiful, Isn't it, loving though? way. Amen. You know, I mean, it he's is a good like, father. Amen. Like, like I appreciate the, him showing me, and it actually makes me feel loved mm. that he shows me where I'm wrong. How does he do that? So that mm. I can, mm. so that I can try to not do those things that are not pleasing to him and Amen. be more pleasing to him, which is pleases him and, and me and everybody else around me too. And I know the biblical answer to this, but how does he do that? I mean, I, I know the Bible says and explains that you just did, but I'm saying, how does, I mean, how does that, how does he do that? And it's so real. There's no way. I don't know. I mean, I, I know what I the Bible I says and I believe I that, but I'm saying how it transforms you like that. It just amazes me. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, I think repentance is linked to revival and also to outpouring and personal intimacy to greater encounter. And the reason I say that is, uh, well, Peter said, repent, be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, and the times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. Amen. Yeah, it also talks about my people turn from their wicked ways. Right. So we have to repent of our ways, but we have to know that. And also comes with a spirit of humility. Mm. And once we get that down, we will turn. Yes. From our sinful ways. Yes. It's amazing that, you know, I always wanted to please my earthly father when I was growing up. I think that's something in children, Rick. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And that's okay. I always wanted to do it. But now I want to please God in everything I do from the time that's I wake up to the time I go to bed. We were just talking about the last show about obedience. I want to be obedient before my father because Amen. he loves me just the way that I am. So I just want to please him, like I said, in everything I do, no matter if I'm eating somewhere or I'm at home doing he's the dishes. He's the only one that's worthy of you going all out. Amen. Because and he really, really matters to And him. he's worth, let me tell you, if you're not Amen. serving the Lord today, he's worth everything you have to give Amen. to him. Amen. There's nothing else in this world. I've done everything you can think of. And let me tell you, Jesus is the answer. So if you're out there trying something else, stop from what you're doing. Turn from your ways and turn toward him because he loves you just the way you are. He doesn't want you to change because he'll change you. And he even knows things about you you don't know about yes. you. And, and he still loves you. He sure does because men will turn their backs on you. But That's guess what? Right. God will never turn his back on you because he's faithful. He will love you. He will never forsake you. He's a loving father. He yes, loves he you is. just the way you are. He, yes. It's so hard not to love God back if you truly experience his love. Yeah. Um, and, you know, well, you was just talking, Rick, you know, about obedience. You know, the, uh, the rich young ruler, he came to Jesus and he encountered God's love because it says, and Jesus looked at him and loved him, which obviously meant that he experienced love. But his lifestyle from that point on was not a lifestyle of obedience. And, you know, a lot of people experience God's love or have an encounter with God. But truly, uh, walking and continuing to follow Jesus is, is a lifestyle of self-denial and obedience. Amen. And yeah. trusting that he really knows what's best. Rick, I was want to ask you, the Lord just spoke to me while we were sitting here to, to talk to you about it. Um, Rick has done a lot of work in Africa and uh, has a real, a real sincere calling on his life to help with children. But I kind of I kind of like for him to talk to you a little bit about that uh, while we have a minute. Rick, um, what what is God doing in your heart, and what are you feeling in your heart for 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 ministry? Well, I got back from Africa in um, April this past year. Spent some time, spent two months with my mother, and um, I love your mother. Thank you. I love her more than you, though. Jane. I know you do. <laughs> I just know her a little bit, and I love her. 
Anyway, um, I know God's calling me to go back to Africa. There's um, I left. There were 69 kids, school slash orphanage, and now there's over 100. Wow. And God's a lot just, of responsibility. Yeah, right there. there is a lot of responsibility. Um, you know, as far as feeding them and clothing them, there's a lot of responsibility there. But let me tell you something. God owns everything. Yes, he does. So I'm just waiting for God to call me. I'm just really to go back, just waiting for God to tell me when. The timing. Um, timing's everything for me, being obedient. Um, there's nothing really in this world that's holding me back to stay in America. Um, I love these kids so much. When I was over there for five months, um, I was around them every day, and then they stayed with me, um, some of them, um, during that school year. So I saw them seven days a week, 24 hours a day. So it was such a blessing to be around the kids. Um, every morning we would do a Bible, I would do a Bible study with them, and then I would help the teachers out. So when you're around teachers and kids, you just fall in love with them and just want to be a voice. I'm, I'm a voice for them as Amen. of today. Yes, um, yes. I understand that, Rick. And everything they do as far as sponsorship, food. Um, I have a good communication line over there with the pastor. Absolutely. Who runs the orphanage. Absolutely. And I think we at least talk once a day. And um, he's over there. He's a he's African. So he runs the school slash, slash orphanage. Um, so I'm in direct contact with him and everything we need. So uh, when I was over there, it was just a blessing just to be around those kids. Yes. Um, they don't have a lot. As I'm sure Pastor Jamie's told you in the past, it takes a dollar a week to feed an orphan. Yeah, I, and I haven't really uh, – that's two meals a day, by the way. It's like It comes out like 10 cents a meal or something, 11 cents. Um, I have never said a whole lot online. Um, we have had – I have thought about it many times and thought when I got there, you know, looked at our bills and what was needed to keep feeding the kids and go, I'm going to say something on the radio today, and I get over here and start thinking about Jesus and never say a word. So – but Rick is right. For ten cent a meal, so you can support an orphan eating two meals a day, all month long for four dollars. Is that about right, Rick? And that's correct, and and it's mostly rice and beans every day. But they're uh, glad. But yeah, they're happy. It's porridge in the morning, um, and then rice and beans. So it's a blessing to them, and they do it with a smile on their face. The name of the um, orphanage where I was is called Nugani. It's called spelled N G U N G A N I. And the name of the website is www.ngunganichildorphanageorphanage.org. Yes. So if you want to get in contact with me on Facebook, first name is Rick, last yeah, name is Yeah, there you go. Bedoy, That's right, Rick. B as in boy, A-D-O-I-S. Uh, please pray. Um, pray for the needs over there. God will provide. And if you want to help, either just face or just friend me on facebook that's right or look up the website or, or you can also get in touch with me and i'll get yes. you in touch with rick too and uh any anything i can do because we believe and love rick so much um and also uh now that we're talking about it i'll mention um if you ever do want to support orphans too i would rather you help rick first because i believe in rick and would do anything for him uh, but we also have a food we also have an orphan ministry uh, we have two schools and right now we have 200 meals a day being fed to starving orphans in africa um, I guess this makes about the fourth year that we've had the two schools. Um, kids get a free Christian education in places where you wouldn't even let your dog go and live. Um, I mean, my daughter visited when we were there. She came with her mom. I had already been in Africa three weeks. She came with her mom for the middle of my trip and smelled the smell and vomited because it smelled so bad because it's raw sewage. I mean, the lifestyle's so harsh there. And the thing that makes it worth it is kids can't sleep at night because they're hungry. 
and they live in filth like that, and they live in a lifestyle. So I just wanted to ask you, you know, please consider whether you do it on, through Rick, through me, or through someone else, uh, please consider, you know, ministering to to the, the orphan. I know that I feel led to be a voice after I came back several years ago to be a voice for those who have no voice, just like Rick was talking about. He had a very similar calling. And that is that those kids have no voice in this country. And if I told you the way they lived and even showed you video, and I can, it still would not illustrate the realities of living there personally. You know, media is good and pictures are great, but nothing's like touching somebody in person. And I can just tell you that it, uh, there's a lot of need. And it's not God's will that any children die of starvation, but thousands do every day. And that's just a reality. And it's not, God does not want them to die like that. Um, I wouldn't want my children to die like that. And in the way I see it is this, um, if it was my child that lived in Africa, I would want a missionary to f- be a voice so someone could spend 10 cent and feed my child so they wouldn't die of starvation or starvation-related illnesses. But I just want to encourage you with this. The love of Jesus is being revealed in great numbers in Africa. Um, and I just invite you to be a part of that with, with us, with Rick, um, with Jesus. Uh, giving to the poor and, and sharing is such a, a blessing. Um, it's our me and Angela's heart outside of preaching the gospel and working with leaders. Um, we have, we want to help orphans and feed more orphans and feed more and more orphans as God provides. And, um, I know one thing's for sure. Uh, it, God loves children, especially children that have no father or children, even in America that don't know they have a heavenly father yet. God loves you just the way you are. Go ahead, baby. Do you have something you wanted to say? Well, that should just be the fruit of a Christian's life, hmm. loving and giving and, Amen. you know, uh, like the scripture that Rick started out with about picking up your cross and denying yourself. Um, I have not, I have not uh, arrived. Uh, I Me need, neither, Angela. I, I need Jesus. I have. No, I'm day. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely haven't now. <laughs> that just goes to show you where I'm at spiritually. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. But, you know, even as we laugh and stuff like that. I'm sorry. Sometimes it's good just to break the tension of, Amen. of, of hard messages. Well, and, and the hard message is this, that it is difficult. The way is difficult. And I haven't arrived, but Jesus is helping me get there. Amen. Yes, Lord. And, you know, um, more times than not, I can say when I leave the house and somebody mistreats me or says something rude to me or whatever, I realize where I have dropped my cross somewhere along the way. And picked up an offense. And I have picked up an offense, and my flesh is not dead. Amen. So when someone says or Mm. does something to me, or you, it may be a good indication that I need to pick my cross back up and nail my flesh to it. I think that God's not going to change it. Yes. I think that God's not going to change what he wants for our life and what is best for us and what he wants us to do. He just waits till we say yes. Yeah. He doesn't. It, uh, he just waits until things get so difficult. I remember many times, and I, let me share this with you, the life of a full-time minister who's in ministry serving God is a very busy, hardworking life, just like you who work jobs. The only thing is you get weekends off, and we work on weekends because, you know, Sunday being at church for seven or eight hours and preparing is a work day. It's a great work day. I love it. It's my favorite work day in ministry. But the fact is we're busy during the week too, and it's not it's not always easy, but it's it's always, always possible with God. 
But just know that the best way you can spend your time is is to spend it alone with God. Um, and I know how many times I, God has helped me pick up my cross because he picked his up. And I was thinking, I've prayed before, not wanting to go minister uh, on a long night service on a long road or spend three hours in a car and go preach. And just my personal feelings was I would rather just stay home and watch television, watch a black and white detective movie, Dick Tracy or something that I don't want. That's about as bad a television as I allow in my home. But just watch something on television, and I have seen in my spirit, when I go to God with that, I see what Rick was saying. I see a cross with nobody on it. And I see it laying down, and I see Christ picking up his cross and saying, are you going to follow me? Because this is the I, I am not asking you to do something that I have not already done. And so I do, and I will tell you that, when I when I surrender to the to that picking up my cross that night and going to minister, it gets a lot easier from there. Yeah. The struggle is in trying to get us to the place where we're ready to surrender to the will of God. But I don't know what I mean. I don't know what y'all think, but it's the most liberating thing in the world. Yeah, I don't I, know of anything so freeing as picking up a cross. It's the most beautiful sounds crazy. Thing, don't it? <laughs> most of the time, the things that I don't want to do or that I'm I'm fighting, my flesh is fighting against. And you can't win that fight anyway. No, no. God eventually um, wins. Yes, but, and but we make everything wins, miserable. I'm like, why? Why was I fighting? This, and I, I keep going, why? And, you know, I keep going, why in the world did I do this two days sooner? You <laughs> right. know what is it? Right. You know what is wrong with me? You know, you can you can go to Nineveh in a ship or in a fish, but either way, you go to Nineveh. It's just a matter of how you want it to smell. And I promise you, I've cut a lot of. I love to fish and hunt, and I've ate a lot of fish, and they don't smell too swift on the inside. That'll be in Jamie's book. What Jamie one hundred and one, <laughs> Jamie chapter one verse one. Thou shalt. Never mind. I'm just playing. No, I do. I have thought about it, but mine would be. Do not follow Jamie's example in these things because <laughs> they are stupid and they don't work in ministry. <laughs> that would be my book. Hey, I bet I could sell that book. I am. Uh, Brother Pat, uh, my friend, he's been on the show a couple times and also another precious missionary. He had shared with me about, you know, doing a devotional, and I'm trying to put one together uh, a little bit. And Brother Rick, I, I asked God what Pete, Rick didn't know is I had hesitated. You know, I had thought, well, you know, I – People may not want to read. You know, I just write a little post on Facebook, um, a devotional, a little small one every day. It's, sometimes it only takes two seconds to read. Uh, but just thoughts that come out of my prayer time. When I finish prayer, the things that the Holy Spirit will showed me or about me or to write or whatever. And I'm putting them together in a journal, and it's going to be like a journal uh, workbook. And it's going to have, you know, places for you to write and also the little thought for today, but the name of it's going to be Thoughts from the Secret Place. And I, I've hesitated, and I said, you know what, God, I just need confirmation that you really want me to do this because I don't want to spend kingdom money on it, and and I, I don't really know anybody would be interested in reading them. And that's just the truth. I mean, I know people love to hear you preach, but I don't know whether people would be interested in reading it because a lot of people don't really want truth in the way that I have to embrace it as a pastor. I mean, God hands it to me pretty straight because he knows I'm accountable for what I already know, and I know better. But... uh um, Rick, Rick messaged me one day and he was, he wasn't even in town. He'd been out of town with his mom's and he said, have you ever considered putting your thoughts for today in a for Facebook, like putting them together collectively in some type of a journal or something? Amen. And I said, um, I said, man, Rick, thank you. And I have, and I have actually been working on it. But what I didn't tell him that I told Pat was I was that that was my confirmation. Pat came over to the house that day to try to get help with that muzzleloader, which we never did get straightened out. Pat bought a muzzleloader at a garage sale, and we were trying to get it ready for him to use to hunt. 
And anyway, I we didn't have we were missed we had everything but the wrong type of attachment for it. It was one of them expensive models. You know, anything expensive does not always mean it's just as good as anything else. And Rip, you know, Pat bought it because it was not expensive to him, but it was a night muzzle loader. Anyway, I'd just taken the side trail. But sometimes you can get just as good as stuff without having to pay as high a cost. Um, not all the time, but sometimes. And I just don't believe in wasting money. But that thing was so hard. He had to take it apart to clean. I thought, my God, I would never clean that gun if it took that long to do that. And so anyway, I think Pat, <laughs> Pat's selling it now. I don't think he much wants it. <laughs> and I hope it wasn't because I said anything because it's a great look. A gun's a great tool to provide food for your family. Amen. And we use the, you know, the hunting, the friends I have that hunt, we use all the food to feed hungry people in America. Amen. And it's a, it's a natural resource that is legally you can take and it doesn't cost anything beyond on your license. And uh, I remember one year we gave away like three or 400 pounds of deer meat. Wow. Uh, I got to go to South Georgia and hunt with another missionary friend. And, you know, deer down there are huge and plentiful. And I went down there with a desire to kill a deer or two, and I ended up killing five in like two days. And God just blessed me. Everybody I was missing, I go, man, I shot three deer this one. They go, man, you're on a mission. And I was thinking, you know what I am? God sent me to, to kill enough deer to feed a bunch of people. By the way, I had none left at the end. After the end of the winter, they was all gone. People love it. Uh, black people love it too, which surprised me. A lot of people in the inner city would wait at the door at the church on Sunday to get a couple packs of deer meat. Now that shocked me. And that just goes to show you why I love black people so much and why they tend to love me so much. But I just want to, we want to encourage you. Um, maybe you've dropped your cross. I know this much. Jesus dropped his and he had a friend help him pick it back up because he was too weak to carry it. And sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes even, even Jesus had a friend mm -hmm. to walk alongside of him. And maybe we don't know you personally, but you're in our heart and you're definitely in God's heart today. And we just want to encourage you. It's, it'll feel a lot better and get a lot simpler if you just pick your cross up and follow Jesus. Amen. Maybe you just dropped your cross a couple of weeks ago or a couple of years ago. Um, I know that all of us in this room have dropped theirs. Yes, and, I have. And he so graciously Amen. helps us to want to do the right thing again. Rick, is there anything else that was on your heart that you wanted to share? Yeah, you were just talking about, you know, we pick up our crust daily. And Angela always tells me that God is faithful. And God is faithful. Amen. So no matter where you are She's today, a good preacher. Yes, Angela's a great preacher. Not good. She's great. But... um. Again, back to God's faithful. No matter what you're going through today, no matter, you know, if you turn your back on God, he's there for you. Amen. Like I said in the beginning, he loves you just the way you are. He's just waiting for you to give your life to him. Amen. So no matter what you're going through today, no matter what your thoughts are, turn your life over to Jesus because he's going to use it ways that you never thought he would. Yeah. Amen. Yes. He's a loving God. He's a good father. He loves you just the way you are. So he's there always for you, no matter what you're going through. Even if you're there, you know, go, don't go through the motions. Develop a relationship with him. Pray. Read your word. Spend time with him. Yes. Be obedient to him. He is very real, Rick. Yes. He's as real as me talking to you right now. Yes. And and one more thing, he's coming back one day, so be ready. Yes, absolutely. Rick uh, Rick's turning to be a pretty good preacher, too, even though he don't really like it. When he goes to Africa, he gets invited, and he'll message me and say, well, I don't really want to go preach. And I said, well, I don't sometimes, but I do. And Rick, I told Rick, I said, Rick, God's honoring you and giving you an opportunity to be a voice. You just need to share what's at your heart. And he does awesome. He really does. And uh, what a blessing it's been to know him. Hey, if you want to invest in 
get to know him and, and follow along with his journeys and trips. He goes on to mission trips. Uh, he he pretty much he logs pretty much on Facebook quite often and lets people know what's going on and what they need for the school. I do know this much: there are people in Elberton who have partnered with Rick just by meeting him in person. Um, some of which actually are uh, pastors at churches locally, and I won't mention any names because that's they didn't do it to be seen or known. But I can also tell you that there are there are others that believe in his calling, and uh, me and Angela do uh, without question. And uh, we were just discussing the way over here, the lifestyle of living by faith, not being on some church's payroll, but just living, believing God for our own needs and then the needs of the world on top of it. And how you gradually learn to walk through life by faith and not by sight. You don't look at what the checkbook says. You close your eyes and listen to what God says and know that it will be what God says. Yes. And I just want, I, I believe God that anything he's promised you, no matter how much it looks in the natural, like it'll never come about. I believe that God can be trusted. And I also believe that it will be just like God told you. So be encouraged with, if you're, if you just need encouragement, you've been believing for a child to be born again, or you've been believing for financial freedom for 10 years straight, or you've been believing even for freedom from uh, maybe struggling with offense or pornography or all these things, just know this today. You can be free in Jesus, and this is your day. And don't give up hope. God will bring freedom and, and total commitment to his promise to your life. Uh, you know, you can't really, you know, people lie a lot, but God never lies. And I know that the times that, I mean, there's been times I even gave up on promises and a year later inherited the, the fullness of it. And God still was faithful, even though I, you know, gave up on my own heart. Rick, we're about to run out of time. Would you, uh, would you just mind taking time, take your time, and uh, close us in prayer? Sure will. Okay, go ahead. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Jamie. Father, I pray for the people out there right now, Father, that don't know you. I pray, Father, for their hearts to be broken. I pray, Lord God, that they will turn from their ways to your ways, Father. Amen. I thank you, Lord God, for what you're going to do in their lives. I thank you, Lord God, like I said before, you're a loving God. I thank you, Lord God, for salvation for them today. I thank you, Lord God, that you will bring them to a place of peace and rest in you, Father, Amen. that they've never known before. You know, people out there that don't think their life is necessary, but let me tell you something. Your life is necessary. Yes. And God loves you. Yes, he does. Just repent of your sins. Turn toward him. Give him your whole life. Take up your cross and follow him today. Don't wait till tomorrow because tomorrow may be too late. Do it today. No matter where you are, whether you're in a bathroom, a restaurant, your home, or school, God sees your heart, and he knows what you're going through, and he loves you just the way you are. So, Father, I thank you right now for people coming towards you, Father, with everything they have and to lay at your feet. I thank you, Father, that you love them. I thank you, Lord God, that you care for them, and I thank you, Lord God, that you're there for them. And I give you all praise and all glory today, Father, for today's the day of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God is on your side. God is for you. And above all, we'll hear this. You are loved. Tune in next week, 1030. We love you. Thank you so much for listening to the Voice of Encouragement today. Have a wonderful week, and make sure to tune in next week at 1030 Sunday morning. See you then.